Hey, welcome to episode eight of Out on a Limb. I'm Alyssa. I'm a certified orthotist and board eligible prosthetist. And I'm Alina. I'm also a certified orthotist and board eligible prosthetist. We started Out on a Limb to bring the world of orthotics and prosthetics to everyone and share our passions. Stay tuned to learn about the ins and outs of a small side of the medical field and everything we do as practitioners. This episode, we have Mark Rodriguez to talk with us about Hernada, a volunteer rehabilitation clinic for children with disabilities. Throughout the episode, we do refer to the clinic as Hornada and as the location. However, it is actually located just over the San Diego border, and Hornada actually translates to the day's journey. Hey, everyone. Today we have Mark with us. Mark, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, give a little background and how you got into this field. Just a quick synopsis. Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Mark Rodriguez. I am a CPO. I've been in the field for uh, rolling probably close to 25 years now. Um, I started uh, probably in physical therapy as an undergrad. Didn't know anything about this. It just kind of um, rolled up on me as I discovered a certain department that worked uh, that came into uh, the UCLA rehab department where I was working as a PTA. I kind of discovered it, made some friends. And um, that was it. I transferred into the lab, and the rest is history. I've been doing it for quite a while. So our understanding is you do a lot of outreach. You work in a lot of different areas. Um, one of the places that you go is down in Hornada. Is that correct? Yes. Down in Mexico. Um, can you kind of tell us about that organization and how you found it? Yeah, so Hornada is a organization that... Um, serves, I guess, uh, children with special needs just across the border at the Otay Mesa border uh, crossing. There's a children's hospital there that we tend. Uh, typically, it's quarterly, and what we do is we uh, we all gather equipment on this side of the border. Um, to usually a group of therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists, nurses, whatever their specialty may be uh, in pediatrics. And we're organized and, and brought over so that, and typically in a day, we can provide our services to at least a hundred come through in, in, in a given day. Wow, um, that's a lot. <laughs> so uh, I was introduced to it by a fellow therapist, physical therapist that I work with here in Los Angeles. Uh, they were involved with it, and they told me about it. Told me the need for uh, an orthotist. And uh, my buddy and I decided to give it a try. Uh, I have been people. People have been giving me uh, braces after the children outgrow up for years, but I really didn't have too many places where I could donate them. So this gave me an outlet and a way to take these collections and physically bring them down and do see what I could do with them for other patients. And uh, been doing it, uh, say at least five, six years, somewhere around there. When this organization first started, was it primarily for the physical therapists and like the doctors or so were you guys just someone who kind of volunteered separately or? It was primarily done as physical therapy first, I believe, physical and occupational therapy. They would donate their services. Then it just started growing and then other specialties started getting involved. The therapists tried uh, fitting, a lot of them have CP, so therapists uh, received donations of braces, but they were limited in what they could do to actually get them to fit right. So, um, hence that's when they started asking around and, um, 
you know, caught our attention. And we decided to go help. Right. So this organization, is it like a Mexico-based organization or like everyone is from the U.S. that goes down there and just meets up with people in the hospital? Or is it based out of Mexico and you guys just go down there and volunteer? No, this is basically, it's an American organization. Jornada is a Facebook group. I believe they also have their um, nonprofit status as well. And uh, it's run by a couple people uh, out of San Diego. And they organize the event, send out the word, get the sign-up list, make sure that everything is, is, is logistically ready on the other side. They, he, they also have contacts with people there at the hospital because they got to make sure that, that, you know, someone's organizing the patients to come in. They're not charged for any of these services, but uh, people are basically operating a clinic, so they have their volunteers on their side. So in that way, it's a collaboration from both sides. Right. But on this side, we bring the specialists. On that side, they provide the facilities and the patients that need the care. So everyone from coming from... California is volunteers, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And then the people that are working in the hospital, are those volunteers as well, or are they like workers of the hospital? Uh, those, are, uh, those are typically employees of that hospital. Okay, very cool. And I know you go down there every six months? Approximately right? every six months, it just depends on, on their schedules. And does there are there other orthotists that go down there every six months as well? So it's like someone's down there every three months, or is it just you guys? It's just us. Um, typically, we've had other groups, also other um, practitioners, uh, want to volunteer, so they'll they'll come down occasionally and just jump in and help us out too. So it's whoever's available. The word goes out on Facebook and say who's available for the date, and we all kind of sign up so we they know what to expect and what they're going to get. Um, we're not now we're not the only ones anymore. So we, there's other orthodontists that would come down. I think they're typically based out of San Diego, but they do come down as well uh, to help. Very cool. You're not alone. <laughs> That's good. <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah, hundred people in one day is well. Not not a lot. everybody requires bracing, but you know, there's uh, quite a few that they go through there. I mean, some may get a little basics and speech therapy, uh, nursing, education. There's a lot of education that goes on. So uh, there's even there even is a lot of a uh, wheelchair too donations. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that it's given away is uh, some of the chairs that the kids outgrow here and we're able to take to them. That's, that's huge. Wow. Wheelchairs, standards. Wheelchairs, standards, gate trainers, whatever we can get our hands on, we can take, we'll take it across. And there's therapists and DME providers that go ahead and, and adjust them and make sure they're properly fit to the child. Very cool. So how, how do you get the braces and how, how do people get the wheelchairs and everything to donate? Well, a lot of them are, it's been word of mouth from my patients who know that um, that I do travel uh, to this organization. So a lot of times after they've outgrown it, you know, it's, it's become habit. They say, okay, you just gave me my new ones. Here's my old ones so you can donate. A lot of it, most of it is that. Cascade Daffle also sends shipments of, of donations to the organization and houses them there. So. We get whatever we can bring, but Cascade Daffle also provides a bunch there for us in different sizes that you know we, we can uh, use at our disposal. And are a lot of these braces custom or off the shelf? 
A lot of them are, are ones that didn't work out for whatever reason and can be serviceable, which is why they need us and our heat guns and adjusting mm -hmm. them to go yeah. ahead and try and get them to fit as best possible. So, of course, I only accept ones that don't have a whole lot of deformities or no deformities in them right. and they can be repurposed. Right. Right. So, it's just a matter of finding the right size, the right height, the size foot and trimming and heating and doing whatever you can to give them what they, what they potentially need. So, a lot of them... Um are originally custom devices for other individuals and then you're yes. basically changing everything that you can to make them yes. fit them appropriately. Yes, make them fit, right, right, because they're donated. They were originally fit on someone else. Mm -hmm. Clean them up and repurpose them. Very cool. And every single, even if they're not that worn out, does every single one get like new straps and get fully repurposed or is it like has to be so far gone to get repurposed? Um, it, when the ones that we do take are relatively in decent condition. If they're just totally worn, I don't even bother taking them. Um, if there's some that just needs occasional some strap, a couple straps, we'll go ahead and put them on in our in our office before we take them. Before you go down yeah. there. Yes. Very cool. Do you guys see any prosthetic patients or anything like that, or no? Just specifically orthotic. It's been specifically orthotics because uh, Shriners has an outreach clinic there and they tend to take care of most of those uh, oh, okay. amputees there. So, yeah. so it's just like a different clinic it's altogether. A, that's a whole different clinic, whole I different see. scenario. All right, so Shriners has the prosthetic side and then they just saw that there is a need for orthotics as well and they kind of started this program? Yeah, I think, I, I believe it. His name's Patrick, the uh, leader there. He, um, or at least one of them, he, would go down and volunteer and uh, I guess he just loved going to that area and it just kind of morphed and grew started grew thing. and yeah <laughs> we're able to create and a more clinic. people were interested in it and then yeah they created a clinic out of it and so when you go down there do you ever cast and make a custom device for kids down there or is it all donated and then refurbished yeah, no I don't do any custom work I just fit what is there to the best of our abilities I will bring uh, items down, paddings, or whatever I need to customize what I can, but I will not uh, cast and bring and refit. No, that we don't do there. Okay. And you, oh, sorry. And <laughs> <laughs> when you do go down, is it how long are you down there? Well, it's an early day. Um, typically, you're at the border by 7 a.m., and we have to walk all these items across the border. We cannot drive them in our vehicles because what happens is they can be confiscated, they can be taxed, thinking that it's something for sale on the other side. So it's just not recommended, nor does anybody do it. So there's about 30 of us that'll just pick up whatever equipment we have. We meet just on one side of the, uh, just outside of the border at a Starbucks, and we get all the equipment and we walk across the border. <laughs> Roll it across. Yeah. Yeah. Walk across the border. And the hospital is literally on the other side, so it's no more than a mile from the actual border itself. So Okay, so, so you could park you and walk all the way to the you hospital. Could if you wanted to, but yeah. Um, once you cross the border, do you guys get in the car and drive there is that a, There is a taxi, or? just because one of the overpasses is pretty dangerous, so we'd rather just jump in a car for five minutes and that's it. Yeah. But on our way back, we walk back. Oh. Yeah, less equipment to carry. Yes. <laughs> Get food. Do you volunteer? Is this the only like outreach that you do, or do you go other places as well? This has been the only outreach. Um, I haven't. I've 
I have been approached by another one, uh, organization, which was probably was going to happen this year, but I don't think it's very likely now. Right. But I'm always open to others, and I've always been interested in traveling to, to Mexico for other reasons for, for this type of work. I would say to be able to volunteer as an orthotist and go down there, do you have to be, because I know you're fluent in Spanish, mm-hmm. do they request that everyone come down be fluent in Spanish? No, but it, it actually helps. helps. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm we, sure. <laughs> we have, uh, you know, we also bring people that are just interpreters. They'll come, oh, wow. they'll come and volunteer and be interpreters. Um, they have staff on that side that are bilingual and will also act as interpreters too. So we're, we're pretty good. So not only do we have the, uh, the uh, health professionals, we also have a group of, of our interpreters that help and they break off into groups and help each other. So, oh, yeah. That's really nice. <laughs> Helps a lot. <laughs> yes, yes it does. <laughs> what I was going to ask is when you're working over there, do you work alongside the physical therapist helping them make clinical recommendations or do you kind of stay in the back and just do the adjustments and the modifications? Really? Since they have like everyone tons there. Tons <laughs> of braces to choose from and lots of people. Yeah. Do you kind of help them narrow it down or Well, there's times that it can we, we were overwhelmed and we're just busy trying to fit things, but um Typically, like when they have a, a question or want to consult, they just come over and grab us and tell us, "Hey, what do we think? This is what I see. This is what you see." And we just collaborate and say, "Okay, let's let's hope we can find that brace in the bins," and then we right. just start searching. Right. You know, we take a, the length of the foot, the tibial height, and just try and find the best solution that we can. Because sometimes searching through all those bins takes a while too, so it's all hands on deck. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say, <laughs> how many bins would you say are there of just Tons of braces. Fifteen, maybe twenty that we have to go through. Wow, that's a lot. And we try and organize it in the beginning, but you know, it just takes an hour or two for things to get all mixed up. And sure, by the end of the day, it's just all over the place. place, (laughs) And have you, with the virus, have any of the trips been canceled or postponed, or Mexico's even still letting us cross the border? Well, I'm pretty sure there's some issues with with COVID crossing the border, but um, there hasn't been any chatter about it. We all kind of understand. And a lot of these therapists are working for children's hospitals and CCS locally, so we kind of communicate. But officially, we we know that that this can't happen until things are are better. So we're just going to sit back and wait. In the meantime, we still just collect things and, you know, save things and just because eventually it will return. Bring them over later. Yeah, we'll yeah. take everything later. Mm-hmm. Can any orthotist kind of get involved in something like this, or are they trying to limit it to certain individuals? If we only want three orthotists to come down, or because right. it is well, in a hospital, you have limited yeah. space. There it is a space issue, but typically, uh, typically we would uh, contact the um, coordinator and just say, hey, "I'm interested." It's always started with us, and then we we look and see who's coming. That's why we kind of have to get back to him as soon as possible to let us to, so that he can get a head count and figure out. Hey, got too many on this side. I got too many therapists, or right? so that he can have just an, a good number of people to work with. Because it is, we probably could uh, would be uh, limited in space if it wasn't controlled well. Right. <laughs> get too many people all trying right. to fit into the same room. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, with the travel and everything, if people can't take the time to go down there, what would you tell people of how to donate the places? Like, where should they get their, send the devices 
to get them donated to this program? Well, I would go to uh, Hornada, it's spelled J-O-R-N-A-D-A, on Facebook, look at our page there, and um, uh, write to them, tell them that you're interested in making some donations, and the people on the other end will, will tell you where you can take it, who's around your area, they would be happy to pick it up from you. Awesome. And for people who aren't in the field, is there any way that they can help out, do, you know, if is there any way they can volunteer to do some of the organization or planning or can they get involved? I don't know how the administrative side is done. I really just have enough time to do the planning and bringing <laughs> stuff. But I know, I mean, I've brought my wife down just to help translate because I know translators are a premium. But uh, I don't know if there's other ways that they can help because, you know, it's, it's not our full-time job. All of us are just uh, spending, the day. spending some time doing some volunteer work and, you know, uh, but I'm sure there's some other administrative stuff that needs to be done or, or or even help on that day. But, yeah, that would probably be best addressed at the Facebook page and see how they can help. That's where I would start. Which we'll share a link on our yeah, when we... social media and everything. Help yeah. get the word out there. So it's just on the Facebook when you look up Hornada? Mm -hmm. Or is it Hornada program? It's just, just Hornada? Just Hornada, yep. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking with us today. Well, I appreciate <laughs> your the time. Word out there. Uh, yes, if anybody has some serviceable uh, orthotics to donate, just give give me a ring. And shoes and wheelchairs uh, and wheelchairs, shoes, walkers, um, any braces that are usable. I mean, we're looking probably for nothing, no one bigger than a teenager, I would say. But yeah, those are even shoes. Yeah, shoes are very important too because that's. Hard, right, hard for them shoes. to find shoes over there too. Yeah. So, and is it yeah. just lower extremity or upper extremity as well? Well, they have OTs uh, there as well. They tend to do splinting there. But if there was something that they could use, I'm sure they would. It's, it's basically if it's used something that that's going to benefit the patient, they'll figure out how to use it. Right. Very cool. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very well, much. Thank you for your thank time. Thank you. Special thanks to Mark Rodriguez for talking with us today. See the show notes for links to Hornada's social media pages. And please follow us on Instagram at outonalim.pc and Facebook at outonalim podcast to get visuals for each episode and sneak peeks for upcoming ones. You can find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. And please subscribe and write a review. You can also email us any questions or comments about what you want to hear at outonalim.pc at gmail.com. For today's episode, music is done by Evan and Jack, produced by Alyssa, Alina, and Brittany, edited by Michael, and sponsored by Open, Orthotic and Prosthetic National Network.